It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for February the 9th. It is a balmy 10 degrees outside right now, and I want to know where is the accountability? Why does Puxatawney Phil get a pass because I see no signs of spring out there and yet nothing? Nothing. The guy doesn't even get fired, just keeps his cushy job predicting once a year really badly of the weather. I'm not I'm not a fan of Puxatawney Phil, particularly not this morning. But we're going to warm things up today with some exciting sports talk. We're going to take advantage of a rare weekend window of pretty good weather, actually, relatively speaking, to get out and travel the roads today because it is a really busy Saturday of makeup basketball, of turn up tournament basketball. Also, we've got wrestling, uh, actually, both at the uh, sectional and district level today, which will book tickets to state. So there is a lot going on out there. We're going to talk girls basketball this morning with Brad Begaman from Unity. His team last night over at Monmouth United punched their ticket into the sectional, did it in rather dramatic fashion, and we're going to break down the big showdown they've got coming up on Monday in the sectional at A-Town. Plus, we'll talk about his young team and the future ahead, really a bright one for the Unity Lady Mustangs. But let's get into the action from last night. We'll kind of get you spun forward by looking back last night. The Quincy Blue Devils on the road at the Rock Garden last night. I'll tell you what, they they rallied back from kind of an ugly start to the Blue Devils, took a one-point lead late in the first half, ended up losing on free throws down the stretch in this one, 60-54 was your final, as Adante Kreider leads the way in the loss with 17 points. The Blue Devils are now 10-11 and 11 on the season, 3-4 and four in the Western Big Six. They'll try to get back to some equilibrium tonight at home, taking on Jacksonville. That's a 7 o'clock game. Quincy Notre Dame, meanwhile, had the night off last night, but they've got big doings today over at the Riverton Shootout. That game taking place at 4.30. You can hear it right here on WTAD. Taking on Pleasant Plains, which obviously is always fun. Book extra security because we know the rivalry that exists between those two schools in just about everything. So if you want to add a little high drama to the fun, just book uh, Pleasant Plains and Quincy Notre Dame against each other at your shootout. Elsewhere in Illinois boys basketball last night, West Central wrapped up the WIVC title with an 84-39 to win at home over North Green. Drew Evans leading the way in that one with 17 points. Gabe Cox added another 14 points there as well. Camp Point Central stays red hot, winning at home last night and doing so impressively over Macomb. 52-39 to was your final as Bryce Long poured in 13 points for the victorious Panthers. Tough road trip last night for the Unity Mustangs at Peoria Quest, losing 64-48 to despite Logan Vost 13 points. Bushnell Prairie City, a winner at home over Illini West, 66-48 as the Chargers' struggles continue. They did, however, get 25 points today from Carter Boyer. Uh, it was Jacksonville route going on the road to Brown County and knocking off the Hornets at the nest last night, 68-43. to Dylan Marshall with 16 points in the victory there. Pittsfield gets off the schneid, snapping an eight-game losing streak to beat Western, 48-45. to Jack Palmer with 23 points and a couple of critical free throws down the stretch in the victory for his squad. Nice to see the Saki start to get right a little bit as we move towards the regionals. Also, Concord Triopia, I believe they're now 25-2 and on the season, and I believe last night Sean Bell became the all-time leading scorer in school history surpassing the great Cliff Bumgarner as Triopia wins 70-40. to Payson Seymour got the win at Grigsville Perry last night, 
62 to 34. Tanner Kennedy with 19 points, wrapping up a big day for Mr. Kennedy, who earlier on Friday had committed to Illinois College to continue his career. He's a pretty darn good one. Great passing forward who can do a lot of things. Nice fit for the new regime over at Illinois College. Not a lot Missouri boys basketball last night. We did have Hannibal going on the road and beating Moberly last night. 65 to 53. Desi Jones, ho-hum, 42 more points for that fella as he continues to play some great basketball of late. Fun game last night at Palmyra. Kind of a makeup game as they juggle the schedule to get conference games in in the Clarence Cannon. Palmyra beats Clark County 62 to 53. Rhaegar McKinney shooting well last night with 30 points as the Panthers get the victory there. By the way, if you're looking for something to do this afternoon. Monroe City is traveling to Palmyra for a boys-girls doubleheader at 1 and 2.30. Should be a ton of fun as well. Again, trying to make advantage of all of the weather window to get those conference games, which seem to have been knocked out for weeks now, all made up before we get to the district time in Missouri basketball. One more for you last night. Final home game of the season for Bowling Green is the Bobcats beat Wellsville 76 to 70 there. Girls basketball, I mentioned it off the top. The Unity Mustangs, winners over Bigsville West Central, 48 to 39. Addison Eager with 17 points and 13 rebounds as the Mustangs will advance to A-Town to take on Illini Bluffs. And again, we'll break that game down for you in just a few minutes with Brad Begeman. Also last night, thriller at the buzzer in northeast Missouri as Palmyra hangs on to beat Clark County 60-59. to Weird scenario in this game. Clark County had the lead, had a couple of chances to make free throws, didn't. Palmyra comes down the other end of the floor, makes one of two free throws as Amy Bryan gets fouled at the end of that game. She converts the big one. Palmyra wins 60-59. to By the way, Miss Bryan with 20 points last night to help the Panthers improve to 17-4 and and avenge an earlier loss at the Tony Lanzini Invitational to uh, Clark County as well. So again, those two teams, whenever they get together, seems to be a close game, and it was so again last night. The Hannibal girls, losers at Moberly last night, 42-39 to was your final there. The Clopton girls, victorious over Wright City, 79-24. to The Bowling Green girls beat Wellsville, 57-34, to behind 14 points from Gabby Dieters. And in southeast Iowa last night, in girls basketball, it was Keokuk knocking off Pekin, 47-40. to also in bowling yesterday, Keokuk on the boys and girls side. And remember, Keokuk is a bowling powerhouse year in and year out. They win another conference crown yesterday. On the boys side, it was Keokuk, 2,933 pins to Mount Pleasant's 2,081. Again, that clinches a conference title. On the girls side, it was Keokuk, 2,485 pins to Fairfield's 1,820. And as I mentioned off the top as well, wrestling going on. This is state qualifying weekend in Illinois, in Iowa, and Missouri. We got an early start on things uh, in Illinois and Missouri last night. Class two, excuse me, class three, district two last night down at St. Charles. Hannibal sends seven wrestlers off to the semifinals. They include Tyler Leonard, Gavin Morowitz, Tanner Leonard, Garrett Ruby, Trevor Wilson, Vernell Hawkins, and Chase Kirby. So Hannibal well positioned this afternoon. Our Jet Beecham is down there. We'll have highlights of the big Hannibal showing and who's punching their ticket to, to Mizzou Arena next week coming up tonight on the big overtime show. Also, good showing for Palmyra last night who got back the number one wrestler in the state, Ross Arch, at 145. He'd been injured. We didn't know if he was going to have a postseason. Wrestled well yesterday. He Punched his ticket to semifinals at 145 pounds, along with four of his teammates, which include Peyton Timbrook, Weston King, Caden Crane, and Braden Stevens. Also last night at Joliet. Man, that's a long way to have to go for a sectional. You're three-quarters of the way to Chicago at that point, but Quincy High School didn't let the travel affect them. Two guys on to the uh, semifinals today. No surprise there. Hunter Yawn at 160. 
who now has just two losses on the season, and Thomas Culp at 182, who improved to 42-1. and I've got a really good feeling both of those guys have a chance to come back as sectional champs and get a little momentum brewed up for their trip coming up next week to Champaign. Also, over at Porta, Camp Point Central sends three off to the semifinals. Pittsfield sends a pair, as does Macomb. So plenty of good wrestling to be had out there as well. Hey, we're going to take a break right now when we come back. Brad Begaman's going to join us. We're going to talk some Unity Lady Mustang basketball. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. Well, for the third time in four years, the Unity Lady Mustangs are regional basketball champions. Brad Begaman's tenure there has been a good one. Last night, however, was a strange start to that game last night in your showdown with uh, West Central of Biggsville, Brad. Your, your girls looked a little tight early. Was there a moment when you saw them kind of loosen up that you felt a little better? Because you do have a young team, and it is a really big spot. Yeah, we started out a little slow. I mean, uh, we had played that team earlier in the year. And won by, you know, somewhere around 30 points. But it was a eight or nine point game at halftime also earlier. And I tried to preach to them, you know, about that. Uh, like I said, earlier in the season, we uh, held them to four points in the second half. So I don't think we were overconfident. But, you know, as the postseason gets there, and like you said, a little bit of youth out there on the floor, um, I knew they was going to be a little bit nervous. We played exceptionally well Monday night. And then, you know, should have had two or three days for practice. And uh, the next day, Tuesday, we only had 30 minutes of a two-hour practice because the ice storm came, and then we was off the next two days. So that worried me a little bit, too, knowing that the schools up north were still hosting regionals and stuff like that and still having a couple practices. And so I think that contributed uh, to some of it, honestly. I, I, I tend to do a little bit of eavesdropping, and I heard you in pregame talk to your team about the importance of grabbing rebounds, and it seemed like in the first half, every loose ball and every rebound went the other way, whether it was not on lack of effort, it just seemed like it spun away from you that direction. You really kind of pulled it back together in the second half. How much of that was Addie Eager? Because she seemed to really assert herself on the boards, and that kind of changed a lot for you. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, there's a couple times she grabbed a couple rebounds out of the air. I looked over at the assistant coach Armsman and she, I mean, you know, she just got up and made, got some big boards, but some of those early, like I said, wasn't from lack of effort. We had great blockouts, but at the last minute, um, somebody from their team or our team would reach in and just get a hand on it. That'd be a bad tip. And we just were not getting any bounces to go our way. So again, uh, like I said, there was a lot of adversity going on there and, you know, we were letting them stay in the game and their crowd was getting pretty into it. That's, that's one thing that did worry me. And, uh, uh, we didn't definitely did not want that to happen, but uh, the girls pulled it back and did fine. Yeah, you touched on adversity, and you touched on it, um, you know, being young, obviously. You had Addie Miller, and she couldn't seem to find a shot in the first half, but having her steadying presence kind of atop of who you are when she finally did get it figured out, I mean, as a coach with a really young team, that has to be a wonderful asset to kind of rely on as you're trying to get things reconfigured. Oh, yeah. I mean, Addie's a four-year starter for me. And, uh, you know, even on the bus last night, we talked about it on the way home. Her role this year as a senior is totally different than when she was a sophomore. You know, she used to be a uh, more of a supporting member and just kind of filling in the pieces. And uh, now she's the leader. And she remembers being back then when she was the freshman and the sophomore. So she's done a great job taking, you know, a Brooklyn Stiefel or a Cammie Connery and some of these younger girls kind of under her belt. And, uh, like I said, last night, some of her shots weren't going. You know, I looked at the stats. She was second and fifth last night with five. She had six or seven steals. I mean, um, if the shots weren't going, she was out there doing something to still make sure we got the win. 
Are you guys deeper than people realize? Because you've had a number of people. I mean, I look at Alyssa Steinkamp, and she doesn't get a lot of press, but she seems to, every time I see you, hit a big shot. You, you touched on Brooklyn Stiefel. She had a monster shot for you going to the half, nearly a half-court shot to beat the buzzer last night. I, I mean, there's a lot more depth to this than just the obvious, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I always feel like we're eight or nine deep. And, uh, you know, we've talked to the team and said it's hard for a boys team, girls team, 1A, 4A to go eight or nine deep in big games. And we've been able to do that most of the time. We just try to ride the hot hand, um, you know, when we start looking at some of our depth for the night. And I think uh, West Central was on a 7-0 run last night when Alyssa Steinkamp hit that big three from the corner to kind of stop their momentum. And then late in the game, you know, we need some ball handling. I looked at the bench, and I asked, who can handle the ball? And Alyssa said, I will. And, uh, I mean, she went in and did a great job for us. You've had a really good run of junior high school basketball, and obviously Brooklyn has been one of the, I, I guess, the first spun forward uh, evidence of, of the future for you. But to see her contribute this quickly with what she's done, and it's not just the big shot. She's had some big moments for you. Uh, your your future is incredible. I'm not trying to deflect from what is in, ahead of you right now, but your future is incredibly bright, Brad. Oh, yeah, we've got... We've got some great kids that, that some of the you know area hasn't seen yet this year. I mean, uh, I could I could go through and name all kinds of them, but uh, you know, John Wood, uh, Rumble on the River, you know, another freshman, Annabelle Shaft, that steps in and hits five or six points in the second half, and we don't win that game without her. So there's a lot of great kids. We got as freshmen right now. The practices are competitive, uh, which makes everybody better. Um, Brooklyn probably the last five or six games has really come on and kind of shown people what you know she can do and. We see her do some stuff in practice. We've been kind of on her all year. It's like, do that in a game, you know. And uh, her her teammates have, uh, like I said, really uh, kind of helped bring her along and uh, you know been supportive. Hey, hang with us for a second, Brad. We're going to break for commercial. And when the morning ticket comes back, we're going to look ahead to Monday's big showdown with Illini Bluffs. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back to the Morning Ticket, everybody. Still with us, Brad Begaman, the head coach of the Unity Lady Mustangs, whose squad makes the trip to A-Town for a 6 o'clock date with Illini Bluffs coming up on Monday. Sectional semifinals, Brad, you've got a very difficult sectional ahead. Illini Bluffs, a very talented team, uh, what do you kind of know about them? What can you kind of break down for us going into that contest? Well, we saw them a little bit at Beardstown. Um, I think they're 26-3 and three right now. They um, Their starting lineup is probably 5'8 to 6 foot. I mean, they are a really tall team. Um, they're very quick, um, excellent shooters. So we're definitely going to have a, you know, have a load Monday night. Um, when we have practice later today, we're going to talk about being disciplined. Um we're not going to get too many offensive rebounds going against that kind of height. So every shot we take needs to be a good shot. And, you know, we're just going to have to make sure we're in the game early. Um, the pressure is going to be all on them. And uh, we can stay in the game and uh, keep it close. You know, I like our chances. How critical is the start for you, especially with all these young kids? I think last night we talked and we got back shortly. And, you know, the pressure is all off. The girls felt a little bit of pressure, um, you know, after defeating that team earlier in the year last night. But the pressure is all off now. and. Uh, Again, I think we'll play a lot looser going into uh, Monday night. We're going to be able to get a couple good practices in this weekend. Um, I've had a couple coaches reach out with some film, and uh, we'll just try to break that down. And like I said, try to get the girls in the best spot, you know, where they can succeed. 
This is such a weird time of year because the 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 Illinois small school girls slate for us kind of went off the rails this week with some teams bowing out early at Jacksonville route. It's a, it's a strange time of year for upsets and and for the things that happen, but it's an awful lot of fun. Have you emphasized that with the girls as well, especially now that you mentioned that the you know the fun's off. You've got a puncher's chance against anybody as we've seen multiple times already in regional games. Oh yeah. We always talk about, you know, um, end of the season, everybody's zero and zero. And, uh, you know, a week or so ago, we said, you know, we don't want our season to rush and be over with. That's like, this is what you live for. You know, this is what you work for all summer long when you're doing individual workouts and stuff. And, uh, you know, it gets us excited as coaches. And I think the players do too. And once they get in high school, they realize, you know, it's a whole lot different game here. I mean, the crowds are a lot bigger. And, uh, you know, what seems easy in the regular season all of a sudden seems uh, tough in the postseason. So, again, like I said, not having the pressure on us, um, I think it plays in our favor, hopefully. You have the night off tonight, Brad, and I know there's a pretty good Class 2A girls basketball game taking place tonight at 7 over at Camp Point. You've got insight on both of those teams. Help us break that down. Central Southeastern versus Illini West, two teams who at their best this season have looked incredible and really tough to beat. What do you think tonight? How do you kind of see that one, and what are the keys in that game? Well, I'm looking forward to it, too. I'm going to go over there and relax. We won last night and get a bag of popcorn. But uh, the, uh, that's going to be a good game. I think the key for uh, Illini West is, you know, like I said, just like us Monday night, Illini West, we've got to make sure that they're, you know, they're in the game to start. Um, they can't let Central get a big lead at home. Um, Illini West, you know, they're going to have to control Lance. And uh, the thing that Illini West has going for them, I think, is their speed. I mean, uh, they're one of the quickest teams we've faced all year. And uh, I think that speed can give maybe Central Southeastern some fits. You know, Central, on the other hand, like I said, you know, um, Lance, you know, she's a great player. Uh, she's on her home court. And, uh, you know, when you get that senior, uh, you sense urgency, and that's what we preached last night to some of our girls. She's going to be the same way. But Turner and some of them, uh, you know, they're going to sense urgency knowing that, you know, every play could be the last one, could be the last game. So um, I expect to be a really good game tonight. I'll wrap with you here, Brad. You had a really good showing after a, a couple of weeks off over at the Superfan shootout and, and took down a really good Clopton team. How critical has that been to all of this, this this play down the stretch in the postseason? Because you seem to really find your, I guess, your better punches in the second quarter of that game against Clopton. Oh, yeah. We talked about that Clopton game, and we're going to need a Clopton-type game Monday night. But uh, going into that game, you know, I think they were 17-2. and two. And we preached about our strength of schedule. I mean, uh, earlier in the year, we played uh, Quincy High and Lewistown the same day within seven hours. And I'm like, nobody plays Quincy and Lewistown in the same day. But I guess we do. And, uh, you know, our last 1A loss was to Lewistown on January 7th. Our last 1A loss before that was all the way back to November 24th against Route. And so, um, you know, I'm hoping that uh, toughness of teams we've had to play all year will, you know, uh, go full circle for us here in the postseason. And it's made us a lot tougher, not only as players, but as coaches, and kind of given us some grit that we need. Well, thanks as always for the time, Brad. Best of luck to you Monday, and we're looking forward to seeing that game Monday at 6 o'clock against Illini Bluffs. And now let's talk, absolutely, let's talk a little bit about what you can expect for the rest of today. As I mentioned off the top of the show, busy slate of games, regular season games tonight, got a chance to go see the Blue Devils renew their hostilities with Jacksonville, always a fun game at Blue Devil Gym. That is set for a 7 o'clock start. If you'd like today, you could also make the road trip over to Riverton, two really good, interesting local games 
back-to-back at an always great showing in a fantastic gym. West Central will take on Williamsville. West Central right now is ranked number four in the state in 1A, has not lost to a 1A team this season. They're going to step up in class, take on Williamsville at 3 o'clock, and then at 4.30, Quincy Notre Dame against Pleasant Plains. And I believe Quincy Notre Dame has won 10 of their last 12 games, which speaks volumes to the way Kevin Meyer's team is playing as well. And again, all-day wall-to-wall basketball in that subway shootout over at Riverton today. It starts at 9 for us locally, but a great run between 3 and 4.30, but obviously lots of great games over there as well. As I mentioned earlier, we've got makeup games all over the place as well today. Palmyra and Monroe City doing it up at 1 o'clock and 2.30. Hannibal's at home today for a 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock swing. I believe that's with Marshall. Culver Stockton is at home today at 2 and 4 o'clock as well. And the Wildcats have played some fantastic basketball of late. Mike Johnson for for Aaron Hill is just a, a, a sight to be seen. And if you haven't had a chance to watch him yet, you can do that. Or you can make the road trip up Highway 6 to Truman State today where Quincy University has a doubleheader. Their closest conference twin bill of the season will have highlighted of that one for you if you can't make the road trip tonight on overtime as well and again all kinds of wrestling there's basketball today in southeast iowa with central lee and holy trinity renewing hostilities at 11 a.m this morning it starts at about 11 a.m and it just doesn't stop today and we will have all of your coverage not only of basketball but of wrestling as well tonight on the big overtime show at 10:30. that's it for me everybody thanks for joining us for the saturday morning ticket we'll see you right back here next saturday at 8 a.m Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.